So Money episode 1150, LaToya Smith and Ernest Gaines Curry, co-founders of The Profit Room, a Black-owned day trading firm. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Ignore the money aspect of of the whole investing or trading. Yes, it's about money in the sense of making it, but you don't have to be good at money in order to invest or trade, if that makes any sense. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. It's inauguration day. Someone told me the other day uh, that they are considering January 20th as the official start to the new year, 2021. And you know what? I can get behind that. (laughs) Today, we're talking about the racial wealth gap. And you know what? It's a topic that we have talked about uh, quite a bit on this show, and it never seems like there's enough to talk about. And today we are in conversation with Ernest Gaines Curry and LaToya Smith, who are helping Black people learn more about finances through virtual sessions provided by The Profit Room. It's a Black-owned day trading firm that teaches the essentials of investing and not just stock picking, which is what I thought it was, but actually more than that, how to build a long-term beneficial portfolio, how to just get into the world of investing, which can be extremely mystifying for people who didn't grow up with the resources with the knowledge. That's so many of us, right? But in particular, it's people in minority communities. Ernest and LaToya teamed up to start The Profit Room after their own experiences in day trading and working in finance. They bring to their classroom all of their mistakes. So they say their students can skip all those errors and get off to a much better start than they did. Here we go. Here's LaToya Smith and Ernest Gaines Curry. LaToya Smith and Ernest Curry, welcome to So Money. How are you two doing in this early start to the new year? Very well. Thanks for having us. I'm well. Doing great. Doing very well. Thank you. Where are you both based? Are you in the same area or different parts of the country? I know you both uh, are co-founders in your business. I'm located in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm in uh, New Jersey, West Orange, New Jersey. Ernest, we are neighbors. I'm in Montclair. Oh, great. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could have done this in person if it wasn't <laughs> for what's going on in the world. Correct. Um, yeah. Well, I, I want to just dive right into this business that you've both created called The Profit Room. It's the first Black-owned day trading company of its kind, teaching courses and how to profit from the stock market. Now, full disclosure, I don't recommend picking stocks. We talk a lot on this show about the importance of being disciplined with your stock with your, you know, with your approach to retirement investing and portfolio building is the study show. It's not about active trading. It's more about just disciplined, consistent, passive mm-hmm. investing. But that said, I think that it's still important to recognize the great work that you're doing and the contribution that you're making in your space, given how for millennia, access to the stock market for people of color was just not there, really, you know, as much as it has been for white people. So tell us about why you wanted to create the profit room. I'll explain it. The reason why we want to start the profit room is because, uh, like you mentioned before, 
when you see a lot of rumors about the stock market, it comes across very risky and a lot of people are very apprehensive. That's first and foremost. And also people from our community, um, from our background, really don't want to get involved with the stock market because of being afraid and what they see. And usually they don't see people like us trading or investing in the stock market, even by my generation, my family's background. You become homeowners or real estate or you become regular you know, entrepreneurs, which is nothing wrong with that. But then you realize once you break out into this atmosphere of trading and also investing in the financial markets, how much more you can gain and also how much more you actually are actually missing out on. Uh, so when we come together as, as we started to become better and better at doing this and developing this skill and being consistently profitable, we started attracting people in order for us to create the company because we were just mm-hmm. traders ourselves. And Latoya, tell us about the experience of the profit room. If I sign up, what what is the experience? Generally, what you're going to get is almost 30 years of combined experience between Ernest and myself. So all of our courses are based off of our mistakes in the past. So we structured it in a way where most students are going to avoid the mistakes right away because we're training you for success. So all of our success is literally hand fed within that course, which is awesome, as well as is a fast track to the individual's learning curve. That's that's the best part about it. Um, I know you started it off saying you don't recommend stocks. Guess what? We do not as well. Instead, we teach you how to view the markets, interpret the markets, and most importantly, make that decision on your own based off the knowledge we provide you. A lot of people want to know, how do I even start? So what's your recommendation once you've got the knowledge where do you typically lead people to? to? Is it the 401k, the IRA, a portfolio? And here's how you create these investments within your portfolio. What's the first step? Well, what we look at is the individual. A lot of people come to us because they want freedom. They want to have money for a rainy day. At the same time, they want retirement and they also want to build generational wealth. So a lot of our students, we tell them to start off small. Like we get students that want to trade for income a lot as well and retirement. Like I mentioned, you just need to know what's actually going on, being conscious of your financial needs. So if you want to start overviewing what's going on in your 401k or with your IRA, you may have a professional already managing that. Like some of the companies take care of a lot of those, but you can be more active to see what they're actually investing in and what they're actually, uh, how they're diversifying your portfolio because you want to be very conscious. So that's one way to start as well. All of our students, this is what we're known for. They go through a simulation process. Trading and investing is just like children playing a video game. It's the same exact thing. Is very emotional. You learn more about yourself with money. You know, you may find that you're more aggressive when you think you're timid and vice versa. So they have so many platforms out here that give you simulation. 
So when our students finish our courses, they have to do at least 10 to 12 profitable trades. Now, it doesn't have to be in a row, but profitable trades to so you can prove to us that you know how to be consistent with minimizing the loss and maximizing the profit. So once you pass that, we can set up a trading plan where you can gradually put some funds into a real account in order to start trading if you're looking for income or if you're going to do it for a long term or retirement. So that's how mm-hmm. we usually start our students off with that. That's smart. You start with the education, with the simulation, the mistakes. What were each of your biggest mistakes in when it comes to investing? Let's just take a minute to share that. My, my listeners, I'm just following my listeners. I said, Farnoosh, ask your guests for more of their mistakes. You want to know about what they overcame. So I know both of you have had overall very high success with investing, obviously, but um, you got to start somewhere and you got to make those mistakes early on. Latoya, what was a big mistake that you made that you recovered from? Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit on investing side before dive into the trading to your guests. Just let them know that investing and trading are two separate things. Investment is more towards the long term and building that solid wealth just mm-hmm. by holding certain stocks or um, within your portfolio. One of my biggest mistakes with investing, and this is when I left my job back in 2012, I bought Tesla as a stock when it was about 40 bucks in 2013. Unfortunately, I sold too soon. So if we look at Tesla right now, my too soon was around $182 to be exact. I will never forget the day I sold and where that stock went presently 2020. So that's that's a mistake I made because I let the short term aspect of the monetary gains flash in front of my face rather than keeping on track with my mission for that particular account. And that was holding on for long term. So I broke my own thought process. So that was my biggest failure, I think, to this day. When why, it, mm-hmm. why did you sell it? Was you thought you just couldn't go higher, Exa- or you just- exactly? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what happens at times when traders also investing at the same time. Because when I left my job, I went into this profession to be a trader. Everything was short term, so I was trying not to look at my long term portfolio, but I couldn't help that Tesla kept, you know, it just kept popping up, kept popping up, and I'm like, ah. 182 from buying it at 40. That's a great gain. So that's why I sold. Um, So yeah, that was a mistake on my end. Um, Investing wise, when it comes to trading, which is more short term, there's a concept in the business, we call it FOMO. FOMO is the fear of missing out. And what FOMO does is it makes you getting positions when you know you're too late to the party. So let's say you're buying something that everyone already bought and you're now chasing that reaction. So you're buying at the top and then price falls apart. It falls on you and now you're at a loss short term. So um, the best stock that I can think of where that happened to me was called CBI. They're no longer listed on exchange, but I had major FOMO where a day where I bought into that and it just didn't end pretty well at all. 
Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you let your emotions get to the best of you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ernest, your turn to spill the yes. beans. I said, um, I would say something similar, like um, Latoya was mentioning before. When you're a trader, you're trading for income. And I was day trading Tesla uh, around that time, around $50. So let me give you the concept of how traders make money. Um, so if you see a stock, for instance, and it's $50, in short term, say you buy a thousand shares, the stock goes up a dollar, you know, you made a thousand dollars, right? So you're taking the money out, you're selling right away because you're trading for income. Because, you know, you have bills to pay, you got mortgages and things like that. So what can happen as a trader, you can lose focus sometimes on longer terms, uh, longer plays where uh, even though you do have longer term investments, IRAs, 401ks, things of that nature, um, that has happened to me as well with many of companies. But, you know, we're still here. We're still trading. Um, with trading for income. One of the biggest failures, like Latoya mentions uh, with FOMO, but with me, it was self-confidence, having a self-confidence. And I would say, fortunately, I was able to learn how to trade before um, it's, it's become viral on like social media, because I would trade and I wouldn't feel I was knowledgeable enough. Like I wasn't the type of person that should be trading just from my environment. None of my friends was doing it. It was the only, I'm the only one that's actually doing it. I don't look like the average person that trades. So when I would make, have losses, I would take it personal. And that's the psychology behind it. I had to realize who I am as a trader doesn't reflect who I am as an individual. So just because I took a false trade and I failed, it doesn't make me a failure. And it took me a long time to realize that through some trading psychology and talking to some more advanced traders to help me get over that hump. Because I did some, some days I just wanted to walk away if it didn't work out. And I can only imagine now because we have the issues with our students because everybody's online. Everybody's posting profits. Everybody wants to tell you success. And you 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 put yourself and compare yourself to someone else, and that can really hurt you as a trader or investor. So I had to overcome that internally to realize that hey, I'm still a nice guy. I'm still a good person just because I had a bad trade because we trade in probabilities anyway. So once I got over that, I started seeing a little bit more consistency, and that helped me build more confidence. What's your advice for somebody who envisions a future for themselves where they're day trading for a living? Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really hot on that, but some people are. Mm -hmm. What is the advice, the recommendation? Not everyone's got the ability to do that. Not just because it's not about intelligence. It's just about sort of a, a discipline, a mindset. I mean, to your point, not letting your emotions run over. And so what, what is the perfect profile of somebody who can do that successfully and also not lose the money, right? Like to the point where they are broke because that is the risk, right? That is the thing that you don't want to have happen. Correct. And I will speak from my experience and take myself back into beginners, you know, Latoya back in 2007, 
One thing I did not do was seek the education from someone or professionals that was already trading. And that's, that's a major mistake. So I would say education first. Even if you opt out of finding someone that's doing this for a living professionally and you feel like you still want to learn on your own, that's no problem. Make sure you seek correct resources as well as start off in a simulated account. Do not use real money until, number one, you're able to see some sort of consistency through your simulation process, as well as gain that confidence that you can do it yourself, as well as managing your risk. That's the thing with trading, too. As a new beginner, the, the risk factor no one really focuses on. Everyone's focused on the, the green light or the end result is like, oh, man, I can make a lot of money. All they see is, oh, I can make a lot of money. Very rarely you'll find someone new think about what if you lose or what would that loss look like? So also know in trading, there is a downside risk and that downside risk can be protected as well as minimized with the proper training as well as the education. I'm not sure if Ernest had anything to add to that, but that's based off of my beginner's experience in 2007. Yeah, I, w- I would like to add, um, I agree everything what Latoya says, but at the same time, trading for a living, you don't have to replace your actual job. We have a lot of students who can trade for a living, but still enjoy what they do, like their career, or whatever that they actually doing. But if this is what you want to do, I would say you got to have a plan and you got to have realistic goals. And one of the major things, I'm going to give a nice gem, especially those who are interested in trading, it's all about risk management. When you're trading, you trade in probabilities and you invest in probabilities. So I'm going to give you simple examples. So for me, for example, I know if I'm taking three trades, out of those three trades, usually I get three or two out of the three right, right? Because I know myself. But if you are an individual, imagine a risk or reward, one to three. Imagine you're risking $50 to make $150, right? And your average trade is maybe three trades a week or three trades a day. So if you get the first trade wrong, you lose $50. You get the second trade wrong, you lose $50. But if you get the third trade right, you still made $50. Because if you're doing a one to three risk reward, that 150 profit cancels out the $100 loss. So what traders do, that could be any amount. That could be 500 to make 1500 right? That could be whatever. Uh, uh, it could be any amount that you want, but you have to have a probability like that in order to treat this like a profession because traders know, okay, if I get three trades wrong in a row, something is wrong with me. I need to stop. And what people don't understand in this profession is just like being an attorney. It's just like being a doctor. It's just like being a lawyer, an engineer, Whoever you are, it's a profession. So you need to know exactly what you're doing. You need to know exactly what you're doing and you need to know the results that can happen 
for the negative side, that's the risk, and the results can happen for the reward side. But like Latoya says, many people don't sit down and they are not that detailed. And this is what we help our students do because it's not a game. You know, we know this profession can have a bad impact on people. Oh, I lost houses. I lost everything. I know some people lost so much money because they don't, they're not detailed and they're not educated. Yeah. Ernest, you had the luck of being mentored by a hedge fund trader uh, in, back in 2008, which was, uh, was it right before the crash or right after the crash? I don't, uh, I don't know if that, that made a difference, um, in how he mentored you, but, or she mentored you, but, um, tell us about the biggest lesson you learned working under such a professional. Well, my biggest lesson was the emotions of the market. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing was, it was the emotions and the confidence That's why I got who you are is who you bring to the trading platform. And what happens, that's why when you look on the uh, chart, you see red and you see green. Whenever you see that, that's the emotions of the market. Just the same way you go to a party, you're having a good time, you're laughing, you're having a great time. You go to a funeral, unfortunately, it's sad and you're crying. When I learned that side, that's just the technical side, not necessarily the fundamental, it opened up another world for me. Because when I can look at a chart on the screen, that helps you weed out all the other prejudices or the news or the hype or the excitement. Because when you can visually see what's actually going on, it helps you be a little bit more control of your own emotions. We use the term, we trade what we see and not what we think. So learning from the hedge fund mentor who sits in front of the screens on a regular basis taught me how to read people's emotions and the market, the euphoria, read the fear. And traders, that's our profession, we're able to take advantage of that because we can anticipate how people are going to react based off of what we see. And it's so amazing once you develop that skill and you actually see it because we are emotional people. So I learned more so how to control my emotion. And Latoya, tell you yourself, we'll be in trades and our students will be in trades and you'll see the price going up very, very fast, high. You see like the ching 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 and we're very calm because we got to be relaxed, right? And <laughs> vice versa. If it's coming down, we got to be able to relax because if we let the emotions affect us, it's not going to be a good thing, you know? And Latoya can say, I-, I know you're off today. You must have had a bad morning or something because mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to bring that out in your performance. Latoya, from your perspective, I would love for you to speak on women a little bit and and what you're seeing um, from your female investor clients. And we know that studies show that women are actually better investors than men, but we don't believe that in ourselves sometimes. We don't think that we're quote unquote good at money um, as much as maybe men inherently think they are. And, and I just want to know what, what you think about that and what are the, what is the message that you'd like to deliver to females who want to invest, but may not feel confident? 
Very interesting question. What I will say is when, when I first started um, trading, looking online, um, trying to get as much information as I can about this venture, there were a lot of men, very male dominated. It still is. But what I'm seeing within the past probably three to four years, I'm seeing increasingly more women entering not necessarily the investing, because I believe everybody invests in some shape or form, whether or not you know it. You know, you, if you have a job and they offer a retirement plan, you're investing. May not be directly, but as an indirect investment, you're still investing. But I'm speaking more so for those that are actively participating and managing perhaps their own portfolio or trading for income. I've seen a huge increase in women lately, which is awesome, probably for the past four to five years, which is great. And one thing I want to say, ignore the money aspect of of the whole investing or trading. Yes, it's about money in the sense of making it, but you don't have to be good at money in order to invest or trade, if that makes any sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not necessarily, I would say it's an acquired skill, right? We're, we're buying, you can buy and you can hold. You could take some time, do some research on a company stock, feel confident, buy it and hold it. Okay. Um, I always say as well, just go to the stocks or the companies you're familiar with. You're familiar with Apple, Apple products, invest in their stock long term. You have a carrier, a cell phone carrier, perhaps AT&T. They've been around for a long time, perhaps invest in the stock, like simple things like that. You don't have to be or know it all or be great at math or anything like that. That's not what this is about. So I, I tell women all the time, listen, you, you can do this. You can definitely do it. Just take your time. There's no pressure and there's no wrong way to do it as long as you have the discipline and you understand the risks that are involved. And this is such a great teaching and lesson that you're providing, again, to your community that for generations has not been educated on this. And I mean, at large, a lot of people, regardless of the community they grew up in, like they don't learn about investing. I've interviewed a lot of people on this podcast. And the one thing they wish they had learned growing up as a kid, whether they're black or white or anyone, they're like, I wish my parents had said something or my teachers along the way had said something to me uh, to the effect of invest your money because compounding is mm-hmm. is really magical and that's a real true way to build wealth. So when it comes to things like the racial wealth gap, where do you see a resource like the Profit Room providing a solution? Well, I, I see a big uh, solution to it because it's more, we tell people, even if you don't you want to be conscious of your financial needs. And the thing is, when you see us and you see us on social media and our videos and YouTube channel, it inspires you to say, hey, I want to learn and learn about the stock market. I want to. Why do you have so many screens? You know, it, it gets a buzz going. And a lot of our students that we have, especially from our community, they have told us, listen, you've changed my life. You done changed our family lives because we get clients that are close to retirement age. They was like, hey, I'm going to retire in like another three or four years. I just want to learn how to manage my own account when I actually retire. 
they start to be active traders. Then once they start to be active traders, then their spouse sees them, hey, making a little bit of money, then their children, then now it's a conversation. And now the other grandkids are interested in doing it. We have stories like that, a lot of stories like that of people, because at one point, all you need is one person in your family, one monarch that does it and proves it. And that's one of the things that we strive to do because it's not easy for us to do it. Because when they, a lot of people are apprehensive in the beginning, they think it's gambling, or I know a lot of people lost a lot of money. This could be another scam or things of that nature. The stock market isn't for us. But once we penetrate that one person in the family that's willing to go out and take that risk, and that one person in the family that decides to get educated and they actually see them doing it, because we know we have that pressure, then it starts to turn the wheels like, okay, this makes sense. I like the way this is working. You know, let me get a little bit more involved in the stock market. And we've seen the change amongst our community with people that we know. So we're slowly getting there. Yeah, we're we're slowly getting there, slowly penetrating because, you know, nice programs like yourself that's inviting us on here. We really appreciate that. And that's our whole goal. It doesn't take money either. Like we tell people, if you can download the CNBC app, right, just plain and simple, focus on that you know, watch the news at night, understand what the stock market is, some terms and things of that nature. It just gives you conscious of what's going on in the economy. Then your next step may be getting a little bit more education. And maybe the last step may be trading or investing, but you just need to start somewhere. You just need to start somewhere and go from there. I love that. I so appreciate that. It's what the world needs right now. Latoya and Ernest, thank you both so much and wishing you continued success in the new year. Thank you. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you so much. To learn more about The Profit Room, check out theprofitroom.com. And by the way, if you enjoy this podcast, would love to hear and read your review. Leave a review in iTunes. Every week I select one reviewer. I read the review out loud and this person receives a free 15-minute money session with me. See you back here on Friday for Ask for Noosh, where joining you will be an avid listener of So Money, a big fan who's gone on to create much wealth and much prosperity in his life. Stay tuned. In the meantime, hope your day is so money. So money.